Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 113. She trusted her heart and faith, then found her baby. OMG loves, I am so delighted to be here with you this week. And this is an interview that I have been so excited to share with you. I got to tell you, Gus, you know, God Universe Source is so good all the time. And there should be no question in your mind that I absolutely fall in love with the women that I have the good fortune to work with. Because not only are they killing it in their work and giving at such an incredible level and are living on purpose, living lives uh, by design, not by accident, and they, they are truly committed to making an impact on the world, they are so open to learning. You know, when I think about some of the credentials these women have, I'm like, oh my gosh, is there, is there really something I can teach them? I mean, the answer, of course, is yes, of course. But what is delightful is seeing women so accomplished and and so educated and so driven who have the humility to say, you know what, this is a piece that I don't have. And you know what, I'm smart enough and open heart enough to ask for help when I need it. And that's exactly what made me fall in love with our guest today, Tran, like almost immediately. Not only is she so fucking adorable, but she is truly a woman that demonstrates having it all, really. She's smart. She's beautiful. She is helping people in her career in the medical profession. She has a wonderful marriage and all of these things. But what she also had was the ability to see that there was something missing. And you're going to hear in our interview how being willing to cover her bases, mind and body, even though her professional training probably would have said, ah, that sounds like woo-woo nonsense, how her faith in her vision and her faith in her higher power really pulled her in the direction that, look, there's something to address here. And she was smart enough to hear the call. So I really hope that you take what Tran has to share today to heart because it doesn't matter how many degrees you have, how educated you are, it all comes down to your willingness to pivot, your willingness to be open and to learn to think in a different way because your thoughts and beliefs may have gotten you to, you know, a professional precipice, right? But Having your baby and building your family is a completely different skill set. It's a totally different set of muscles, love. So I hope that you're going to take what she has to share to heart. And here is my beloved Tran. Tran! 
this. I'm a trail. Look at you. Look at how beautiful you look. Oh my goodness. I can barely stand it. Aw, it's been so long since I've seen you. I know. <laughs> I know. So we'll just jump right in, love. I am just so thrilled that can you believe we're having this conversation? Yes, but no. It, it's <laughs> it's like surreal. I don't know. Yes, but no. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. I, I it's it's that sort of like I, you know, it's at some point I always knew somewhere in my heart that this would happen and I always imagined but it I can tell you for sure one thing is true is that it's so much better than I thought it would be it's yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so well why don't you so we'll get started by you know let's just start the ladies off listening by telling them like a little bit about how you found yourself on this journey Okay. Um, so a little background. So we, me and my, I met my husband about, yeah, it's been a while. If I, he'd be mad if I don't know for sure, but 2016, um, we, we started dating and then, you know, got married, thought this would be an easy process, you know, have a baby. So we tried a little bit after we got married, a year passed, nothing. And then I started getting really worried. Actually, even a couple of months, like a month or two later, I'm like this stressful person. So I'm like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. So then it just started like, you know, coming on. But so then it, it was about, you know, we got to a year mark and then I had to go see, you know, doctor and see what was wrong. Um, test came back normal. So we couldn't really figure out, you know, what was wrong with either of us, but I was so sure it's me. It's something wrong with me. So one thing was the doctor was like, okay, well, maybe it's endo, endometriosis. But like the only way we could tell is to like do surgery. I was like, I'm really not quite like there yet. I think I want to try this on my own, like without surgery yet. And then our commitment to ourselves, like into each other, we wanted to do this naturally. And like in our hearts, like this is what, this was our decision. Um, And that was just like our path that we wanted, wanted to choose. And, you know, like it was hard because along the way you're like, well, should I consider something else? Because this is, this isn't what like going the way, you know, you kind of give up on like what your dream of what you want for yourself is. But then I was like, no, like I really want this. So then I started like, you know, I didn't want to do Indo. So I started meeting someone to do my diet change and all that. And then I heard your podcast and I saw your book online. And I was like, man, I got to read this book. It's very interesting. Usually I'm not like, oh, I found some a book online. I'll read it. But I was like, there, there's something about this that drew me um, to the book and then to you. And then I listened to your, like, you know, all your podcasts and it, it was just like really cool. So then, you know, I reached out to you and I mean, the process just really <laughs> changed my life in a way. I mean, it definitely did. How long before you even like came to this idea that mindset could even play a role in this? How how long were you trying? At that point, it was probably oh about a year and a couple months, like year and maybe four months or so. Probably yeah. felt like fifty years because I know you and how how yes. lovely type A <laughs> you are, and like I know exactly. I'm such a control freak, and like everything's got to be perfect. Something's wrong. So it it felt like 
eternity and it felt like it was never going to happen. Like mm. never. So yeah. 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 Well, so, okay. So you started making some diet changes mm-hmm. and, you know, and what was that like for you? Cause like, I mean, when we start thinking about, okay, we're, we're wanting to have this baby, you know, we're going to be willing to do whatever it takes to get there. Like, did you do all the crazy? Like I did. I mean, I started like, I cut out gluten. I cut out dairy, like mainly veg. I felt like just a rabbit. Like I eat vegetables, mainly some meat, like three times a week, uh, gluten, dairy. It's hardly going to a restaurant and be like, what doesn't have gluten or dairy and like, whatever, like have a salad. Like, I mean, there's like, there's really nothing. Um, and it's hard, like just changing that. Cause you thought you were eating healthy before, but apparently there's like a fertility healthier way and like a list of things to do. So it was really different in eating organic and like doing all that. And then with, um, you know, the person I worked with, there was also the moxa. I tried that and I was like, am I putting in the right place? It was just like. (laughs) (laughs) Moxa sticks. I think I have moxa stick trauma, right? (laughs) Because I was agonized. I did the same thing that you did where I was like, is it in the right part of my ankle where I'm putting it? Right. Yeah. David helped me. David is my husband. He like, yeah, helped me uh, with it too. And I was like, I think it's right here. And he was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't know. Just do it somewhere. I think that's the right place. (laughs) Right. Well, and for you guys as medical professionals, that probably was like, yeah, like, what are we doing? I mean, first you have an amazing husband to begin with that he even like was willing to do the moxa thing. I mean, I think that that's pretty awesome. So why don't you tell the ladies listening a little bit about like, what, like, what was it about adding this mind piece that caught your attention? Like, why was that interesting to you? So like another, like, I guess like personal thing also. So like me and David are very like Christian got like Catholic. We grew up that way. Um, so faith has always been like a huge huge thing for him and me. And then especially for me. So this journey had really has been testing that a lot. And then within that faith, you know, faith in God, but also faith in myself. So that's when I realized like, oh yeah, there, I have to have that mindset to like, believe not only in God that he's going to guide me through this, but also myself, because that was not something I ever thought was that missing piece because I thought it was just like this physical thing medically, you know, this is what we're supposed to do. A, B, C, D, you know, like, so it just like never how powerful, like your mind and your faith is never something that I realized to like, you know, this journey and it, it's just, it's changed. It's changed everything for me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I remember it was so funny. I even remember in our very first conversation, like kind of beginning to talk about that and how, like, even though you have, you and David have the backgrounds that you have, you know, as professionals, medicine, like there was a part of you that just took this in that was so willing to learn. Do you think that that is a fair statement? Yeah. I mean, I, I was, open to, I was very surprised because, you know, I think David, it took a little bit, a little longer for him, but for me, I was like, you know what, why not? Like, I feel like this is something that's missing and I I was, yeah, I was open to it. So. Yeah. Yeah, And, you know, I think you raise a really good point because a lot of us on this journey, like 
even if you are a person of faith, we kind of forget that piece. We, we kind of are like, you know what? I think I'm going to take the wheel. I don't need my spirituality, even though, you know, the bridging the gap between where we are and where we want to be requires faith. Like whatever your faith may be, it is faith at some level, right? You, you're believing in something you're believing in, in science, you're believing in God, universe source, you're believing in the people around you. I mean, a whole lot of it mm-hmm. requires faith. Yes. And, and that faith gets tested. And so what do you think is one of the biggest lessons you learned about faith by beginning to look at your mind and, and change the way you approached your journey? Biggest thing, man, I've learned so much. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like faith in your, like in your, in the course in God, but also in yourself is such a big thing. I've always believed in God, but then you know, like I, so I saw this quote, the, like I read, I wrote it down during my journaling because I do the, you know, the journaling every day. And then, so I read this, this it, I wrote it down because it says, God knows how may, much faith she has, but he wanted her to know how much faith she has. Mm. So I feel like my faith in myself wasn't strong and it, it was something that I need to know, okay, nothing's wrong with my body. And then like, you know, when we got pregnant, like at that point, I was like on a different level of faith where I just like, there's nothing wrong with my body. Like, you know, the period starts like the couple last months. And I remember you mentioned like, why don't you just think of it as it's just a period and it's just not like, you know, a meaning to it. And, you know, I started believing more in, like myself and my journey and how I got there. And I was like, nothing's wrong with me. It's just not the right time. It's not the right time for me. It's not the right time for God. And the month I got pregnant, I was like, I stopped taking my temperature. I stopped taking any herbals. And I was like, we were doing like a photo shoot. And I was like, I don't like, it was like the most out of control, not like not in control. I was like, was, and I just like, just believed. And I just knew that it was coming. I just didn't know when. And I feel like God just confirmed it or gave me that message, but I just had to believe it myself and not just, yeah, I just had to believe it. So that's that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. You know, what was one of the most interesting transformations from you was exactly what you're talking about is because I saw a trend that in the very beginning, when you came was very focused on outside evidence right? My period has come. Rosanna, I'm eating all these vegetables and, you know, shit's not happening. Like all of this stuff. And it was all of this, you know, this looking for external confirmation of what you knew inside, because that's the one thing that never wavered with you is that you knew being a mom was meant for you. But when you were caught up in looking outside for the, all of this outside confirmation, that's when I would see Tran that would get nervous and, you know, and unsure, you know, and so let's talk about that transformation because, you know, you're already a go-getter. We already know that like Tran can do math and science because she's a smart lady. And, but it was like, we were calling upon this other part of you, this part of you that had to learn to trust, learn to trust her body, trust herself. What was that process like? Oh, that, that took a lot. 
going into my past, going into like, you know, where it all came from and where I stopped trusting in myself or if I ever did. And I just, I was never a very confident person um, in general and in myself and going back, you know, there's like background stuff to, to like right. that, but it was just, it, it just took a lot because I just, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just like, I, I didn't believe in myself because I just didn't have that faith in myself because I felt like I didn't deserve it. Mm. And everything's happening, like pretty much all the saboteurs that, you know, is in the book about like these voices in my head, you don't deserve it. You did something in your past that like uh, messed it up, you know, God's mad at you. And, you know, I had to establish like a real relationship with God besides the God that's like mad at you all the time. So, and that changed, like, we're totally like cool now. <laughs> like we're, you know, <laughs> talks to me all the time. And you I know, love it. I love yeah. it. Tran has a, a direct line to God yeah. universe source. She's like, we're cool now. I mean, but that's an interesting thing that you raise is to be able to cultivate that relationship, even when you're not seeing immediate evidence of that. That's huge. Yeah, it was, it was hard and it, it took like little things and, and you have to like notice those little signs and, you know, being positive and like seeing these are little godsends, like take, you know, like even meeting you and like these little messages that you see in quotes, they're all like signs that, Hey, like you're on the right path. You just have to like really keep going and believe in yourself on it. And, you know, like I, I think I mentioned like, I don't know what I was in my head, like whatever I was felt myself guilty with, but Mm -hmm. you know, I had to like forgive myself, like in the shower. I think I told you at this voice, that said, you need to forgive yourself. And I'm like, what am I like, what does that even mean? (laughs) But apparently like I'm so hard on myself and not like there's something wrong, you know? So it just took a lot for me to like, just get out of that rut and, you know, totally believe that I'm on this right path and there's nothing wrong with me. And yeah, like I really, really believe like there's nothing wrong with me. So even though like there is in my head, there is something wrong because we tried all that time. But like at the end, I was like, no, everything's fine. It's just not the right time. And I just have to surrender and surrender is so hard. I know. Well, and it's, it's interesting because for women like us, lovably type A control freaky professionals who are used to slaying it at work, you know, and, and, and doing that thing, you know, that's what I was saying. You know, we, we get the book stuff, your area is math and science. Mine was law and like, you know, and so it's like any kind of book shit, we got it. But when it comes to looking outside of that and looking at the world in a completely different way, one that can include faith and belief in the things that we can't necessarily see, all of that seems so airy-fairy. But it is very, but the result of being willing to look at your life in that more holistic way, the result does become something very tangible. And you saw that. I mean, I remember watching you and really observing that there was a point when there was that shift in you. It was like you found that other gear. 
like you hear me talking about all that, you know, that all the time is like, my ladies find another gear. There was a point when you really did allow yourself to believe you allowed yourself to believe you also allowed yourself to lean back and receive, like get out of that masculine place where it's like, it's been X number of years and months. And now like, what are we going to do? This baby's not here. Like, I would love it if you would chat a little bit about like getting out of that masculine and into the feminine, like tell us how that was. Of receiving. Oh man, that was, that was hard just because at that point, I also was thinking, you know, in the beginning, I don't, I don't deserve this. So like receiving was like a very hard concept for me in general, like compliments or it's just not a natural thing for me to like really receive. But, you know, like I met David and I met like all these little things that like came up are like evidence that like these are being given to me as gifts. Like I should just receive it. And like, looking back, like I finally like let myself, I'm like, well, my life has been so, you know, great, like getting great husband. And if I had allowed my keep loving myself, receive like that, even like for a baby, especially for a baby, like how much more great it would, what great it would be. But it just, it, it was a hard process to get out of your head and be like, you do deserve this. Like, this is something that is meant for you. Like you're, you're meant to be a mom, but it, it's, it's a mental, it's like, it's work. It's not like, um, you just snap your finger and you just like, I, I can receive now. Like it's, it's fighting those saboteurs, those voices in your head saying like, you don't deserve this. And I did a lot of like fighting with like these voices in my head because they're, they were pretty much dominating a lot of like, I feel like my life to, to like, you know, block me from, you know, getting my baby here. Um, so I had to like, just, you know, keep practicing. Like it, it takes practice. Like, right. Right. Well, and it's like, do you think David noticed a difference in you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> he like wants to thank you in person and like give you a hug and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, even now, like, like I've talked to him about all this and like when he notices, like I'll get into that. He's like, remember what Roseanne taught you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're all, Damn it. Yeah. Now I have to go do it. So, I mean, he's like, he's like, he's noticed so much change and he's so, he's so grateful. And like, you know, like this is helping us, you know, helping me through the pregnancy and, you know, to be a mom. And like, I don't think I would have change this journey as crazy as it sounds like it was a long it's hard but I I wouldn't be like I don't think I'd be a great mom if I didn't go through all this yeah you know that's such a that's a really powerful statement because you know whether you're a person of faith or not it's really easy to fall into this trap on this journey where we feel like we're being punished we feel like well this is just confirmation that I'm asking for too much or or, you know, some shit from my past is like coming back to haunt me, you know, all of this stuff. Like, it's really interesting how we did that, but you were able to move past that. You were able to make peace with that and say, no, that's actually not what I believe. I can believe something else. And isn't it funny how, when you really onboarded that belief and really started practicing, shit really changed for you, Tran? It, yeah, it, 
I don't know. Like, I can't even describe it. But letting go is like in surrender, especially during a pandemic where, I mean, I, I remember I talked to you about like being so stressed out because like, David, you got to, if there was a shower in the garage, you probably should shower in the garage. Like just like being real, like careful and never wanting to leave and the house and, 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 you know, we're still being careful, but like a little bit more, you know, laid back on like, Oh, let's go do this. And we did like the photo shoot and we did like things that like, and yeah, the photo shoot, I was always thinking, Oh, I have to have a child before I could do like a little family photo portrait to hang up. And, you know, in my head, I was like, no, you know, this is, this is our picture. Like we are a family. And then when the baby comes, we can do another one. But just stuff that would hold me back, like be like, oh, you can't do this because so-and-so, it just kind of like opened up and just relaxed a lot more to get to where I am. So well, you really opened yourself up not only to change a pattern of belief, because like, look, let, let's be honest there. You had a pattern of beliefs that made you very successful as a professional. So it was like that worked in that piece. But in this part of your life, when becoming a mom, you had to learn a different way of thinking and believing because what got you to, you know, your professional status wasn't necessarily going to get you like where you want to be as a mom. It's just different. Do you think that's true for you? Definitely. Like what I, how I got to being like professional, took a lot of hard work and it's, you can control all that. This baby thing, you cannot control any, like trying to make a baby at all. So like, yeah, I mean, like you, you kind of know the results. You put hard work into, you know, being a professional and like getting your degree, like it's attainable if you like put in the hard work, but like, I felt like putting in the hard work to get to our baby wasn't getting us there. Even though I was doing everything I thought perfectly, like. We were, I was like, I thought we were timing everything perfectly. Like, but why is it not getting me there? So it's such a different approach. And like this time it's a lot of like, you know, receiving, like you said, and surrendering is actually such a big thing. And just to know that like, it's going to happen, but it's so, yeah, such two different approaches. Right. Well, and, and it's funny because as a woman of faith yourself, it actually is even more in alignment with faith. To, to believe in that which we can't see. You know, it's a really interesting example of that. And it's so funny because you've mentioned it. So you're pregnant. I would love if you would share a teeny bit of that story because I remember <laughs> it was pretty close to Christmas and I got the coolest, like you can tell them, you can tell them how that went down, but. Okay, I'll the start. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we, November just flew by. Um, so I, I remember the day, it was like in early December and David's friend had just announced that they were pregnant. And, you know, like that savage for me is like, oh, great. But then I was like, no, no, no. We, we gotta like, you know, like I could have a blessing right now. Actually, I'm gonna go take a pregnancy test right now. So <laughs> I went to take a pregnancy test and it, it was positive. And I got this onesie for David since September that I've been saving. It says like, grab my bottle. I'm going to watch daddy or football with daddy. Cause David's like a huge sports guy. So like in my head, when I took that test, like I've taken a bunch of tests and like in my head, like I kind of knew I even grabbed my phone and went in there, like, you know, after a couple of minutes or whatever to take a picture, because 
I knew it was positive. Like, I don't know how I just knew it. I never grabbed my phone to just like go into the bathroom to like take a picture of like a test. But I was like, it's positive. Like, I know it is like so strange. And then like, sure enough. And I was like, Oh my God, thank God, you know, like prayed and all that stuff. And then, okay, where's that little onesie? So like, it was like around nine or eight or nine or something. So David's on the couch and grabbed the onesie, brought it out there with the P test. And I was like, David, read this shirt. And then before he could even like open it, I was like, look, it's a positive test. He didn't even get to read the little, <laughs> the little onesie. I was so excited. And I just started crying. He started crying. And then, you know, we were going to drop by the church to like, drop off flowers. Cause that was always my, like in my head, I had a plan. Like once I found out David and then, you know, church and, but you know, they were closed, but we were just so thankful. So yeah, like he, and then I, I text you <laughs> the picture and I think you were looking at lights or something. Yeah. We were out, we had taken Asher out to look at Christmas lights. And I remember looking down on my phone and I'm like, Oh, <gasps> And I think I called you immediately or something, or I, I don't know. There, All of it is kind of a blur. And I was just thinking to myself, in that moment, I it was just such a blessing to share in that. Like just to be present with that. I mean, truly to be present with a miracle was insane. I, yeah. I mean, it's almost Christmas time. We were like, just like, man, the timing of it all. It was just... It, like you said, it was insane. I just like, I had to, I have to tell Roseanne, like, I know it's late, but. I'm <laughs> oh girl, I'll pick up the phone for anything that looks like that. That I mean, so, and how far along are you today? <clears throat> so uh, this Sunday I'll be 22 weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so sweet. And so let's talk about, I mean, what do you think were some of the biggest lessons you learned on your journey as, I mean, because from the point when you came and you were making these changes and to today, I mean, it, it's like a 180. <laughs> like, I mean, not like you were a terrible, wicked person to begin with, but I'm, I'm just saying that like it, the transformation is, is really visible in you. Like what were, what are some of the biggest lessons you learned? I think the main thing that we've talked about is like, just trusting in my, in myself. And, you know, that, that, that was like the biggest hurdle I think I had to cross was just like trust and faith in myself. And then through that, like, I'm having a bigger faith and trust in God because like, he's giving me all this. I just have to believe that it's mine. Like, I just have to like be able to receive it. And, you know, like it's such a blessing and all that. So I, the big thing is like faith in myself, even though through the doubts and all those voices telling you like you can't and people like trying to tell you stuff like, Oh, well, why don't you try like, you know, something else that you're not comfortable with yet. Like, it's just like, you know, stuff like that. And, and you just have to like trust your gut. Actually, that's a huge thing. Trust your gut because your gut is like so strong. It, and like, and I feel like you can get to where you want if you just trust your gut and you trust yourself and then, you know, keep that faith because like, it's such a big, you know, believing in something greater than yourself and, you know, can get you to where you want, you want to be too. Just, just, I don't know. I mean, the main thing is like faith in your faith, you know, I think and surrendering, surrendering and letting go of control because you can't control something like this at all. You think like you can, and 
there's something wrong with you. If I do this, I'll force it, but you can't, it's just surrendering. That's like the hardest thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, but you're a really good example. I think of someone because everyone thinks that surrender is giving up. Yeah. And you're such a powerful example of how that's actually not the case at all. Having faith and surrendering doesn't require you to give up because you never gave up on this child. No, I mean, I, I will say, I, I will admit that there is one or two times I'm like, man, like what's the difference? And I remember asking you that and, you know, like you gave a really good explanation on what the difference is. Like you just don't completely give up, but a part of me is like, well, if I give up, it's just easier because, you know, some people just give up and they get pregnant, but like, it's not, it's not like that. It's, you still, you still know he or she's out there, your baby's out there, but you, you don't like say, well, never, never mind. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's too long to get Right. So, right. Well, yeah. and, and I think your, your story also stands for the proposition that there is value in you sticking by your guns and the way you want to do it. Because you were, you and David were really clear that for your set of values, that you wanted to do this naturally. You wanted to receive this child naturally and you didn't get bullied, Tran. You could have been easily bullied because remember, bullied into surgery, bullied into some other treatments, you know, that you really, you and David as medical professionals had to be willing to stand up because it would have been super easy, even amongst your own community to say, oh, if you guys have been trying for that long, you may as well start doing X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah, no, it took a lot for us to just like, I mean, our relationship like cut so much stronger during this time. Like we learned to like, I think we were holding in some, not resentment, but like things we didn't talk about, like until about a year after the journey until, you know, like, you know, meeting you and, uh, and all that stuff too. But it was just that we, we had a lot of pent up stuff and I'm like, I feel like I was taking out a lot on him. And then I was like, well, why don't you care? Like, it seems like you don't care enough, but he did. He just, he had, he's like, I have to be strong for you. And like, it's, it's, you know, I can't like break down either. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, so we, we talked through all this and it's made us so much stronger in our relationship, just learning about each other through this journey too. Wow. So, so, I mean, if, if my calculations are right, it's like in a year or less, you changed your attitude about yourself. <laughs> you changed the way you think about this process. You figured out how to not be bullied into anything. You became very discerning. You learned to surrender. You learned to trust yourself. And you're pregnant and your relationship got even better. That's yes. a pretty darn good, that's a lot to accomplish in a year or less. Yeah. I can't wow. <laughs> wow. Great. Yeah. So. so what would you, I mean, what's one piece of advice that you would share with women listening who have a belief that they want to do, you know, like something's telling them in their gut, they want to trust themselves. They want to give themselves a chance to really stand by what they feel in their heart about how their baby's going to come. Like what's a piece of advice you would give them? to not give up on yourself pretty much. Um, as hard as it seems, as hard as you think your body's failing you or 
just go with your gut because your gut will get you to your baby as crazy as it sounds. But like, I mean, here I am. And like, you know, I feel like your gut is such a strong thing to follow. And, you know, if you keep believing it and that baby's there waiting for you, you just, you just got to like keep going and, you know, just believe it. I mean, no matter what the timeline is, and it's, it's very hard to like, be like, well, I already set this timeline for myself, but I mean, it's, you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so I say, yeah, I mean, trust your gut, trace, have faith in yourself, have faith in, you know, God or whoever, you know, you feel, you know, is helping you through this process, people around you. And, but mainly like trust, trust your gut. Cause it's, it's, it's telling you that for a reason, something for a reason. And your baby's waiting. It's just, he or she's just kind of like taking his time. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm so appreciative of you, Tran, and, and, and you sharing your truth because it is a perfect combination of, you know, you, you did all the physical things you knew to do to take good care of yourself, to support that part of the process. But you also brought this intangible part, your faith, your trust, your belief. And when you brought those things together, look at you. Look at you, Mama Tran, Mama Tran. I don't like, ah, it's so good to, you know, to just share in this story with you and what a blessing you're going to be to other women who are listening to this, who, who know in their hearts, they want to give themselves that chance and to really believe. So thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I was like, one day it's going to happen and I'll be talking to Roseanne. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you, Tran. Hey, loves. Wasn't Tran's story just absolutely heartwarming? There's something magical about watching a woman really grow into her vision and take a stand for it. And even better, to see it pay off so beautifully and right on time. Tran is such an incredible inspiration because she did all this in less than a year from starting her work with me. If you want to learn what I taught Tran, My Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind, and body. I work with women who are committed to success. To apply for your interview for this program, go to my website, www.frommaybetobaby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodology has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. If you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, baby, you got a gaping hole in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.